0: That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life
1: podcast. I'm Christine Ko. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways
0: to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we
1: believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm <laughs> fine. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, uh, it's been a week. It's mm. been a week, but mm-hmm. this is um lovely to hear <laughs> your voice. To sit. I have a little bit easier calendar after quite a dumpster fire week, so yeah. I'm happy.
2: Hi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, hi. I'm happy too. The sun is streaming through my window and there are all sorts of uh, hopeful things afoot in my life. So I'm really glad that uh, just I, I feel like today's a great day to be talking about the topic we're talking about, which is the idea of do overs. So do overs, you know, remember do overs when you were a kid, like, you know, yeah. you do something in a game and you're like do over and it's like you just get to. <laughs> erase whatever past mistake happened and literally start again. Well, this is a good uh, concept, I think, for us to all integrate into our lives. Maybe not so simply, but, you know, we first mentioned the idea of do-overs in the context of parenting, in minimalist parenting, um, in our book, but Mm -hmm. I feel like this whole notion is so relevant in a much bigger way right now because so many of us are moving into a new phase of our lives because of a new phase of the COVID pandemic Um, Mm -hmm. for all sorts of reasons. Many of us are um, finding that what comes next is not necessarily the same as what came before. Um, I know I am revisiting projects. I'm revisiting ideas, goals that I literally dropped over a year ago. Um, And I think another piece of this is that some of us are reentering our lives at a new phase. Like for me, my youngest kid is about to graduate from high school. So Bananas. like, yeah, yeah. I'm standing on the edge of my empty nest, checking it out, going, wow, this is going to be hmm, spacious pretty soon. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Do overs.
0: Yeah. I love this idea, which is something you you brought to our organizational chit chats. And it's also, since you mentioned the pandemic, it's really, I really feel like we've operated in these sort of maybe loosely quarterly, (laughs) there's been space for like quarterly do-overs because I feel like at the very beginning, basically our sense of time has been all messed up. And I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, people thinking, okay, we'll be sort of out of this in like two weeks, right? And then then Mm -hmm. that stretched to another, you know, two weeks and then months. And even I feel like towards the end of last year, towards the end of 2020, People were really thinking of 2021, the new year, their do over point, and then not a lot changed, right? Right. So I feel like there's been a continual source of probably frustration for people about things not going as planned. And so I'm so glad we're talking about giving, you know, space and grace, as I'd like to say, to Mm -hmm. really just. Realize that we have to kind of embrace where we're at and figure out how we want to move forward and be okay with do-overs. I'm so glad that
1: you mentioned the actual pandemic period, the do-overs that happen within that period because of our changing expectations and the changing Mm -hmm. conditions in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so interesting because uh, I'm realizing as I find myself looking forward, I, I have some parts of that I've really put out of my mind. So it's really interesting. And um I mean not not forever, but I, I I do think as the months and years come, we will integrate this experience into our lives. But just right now, you know, I just think it's good um for for folks to hear stories about the fact that things have changed. Things have changed for us. Things have probably changed for them. So I, uh, you know, it's <laughs> This actually seems funny and laughable in a very rueful sort of sad way. But at the end of 2019, which is another lifetime, I was actually sort of uh, working on a big pivot plan in my own sort of career in life. And I actually, uh, I was reading a book called Roadmap, which is sort of like a, you know, what do I want to do with my life type book geared mostly toward, I think, like, older college students in some ways. I was working with my friend, Sarah. We didn't want to like hire a career coach. So we like read this book together and we started doing this roadmap for our lives way back in 2019. And I started to implement this plan in January, 2020. Well, (laughs) ha ha ha. Seriously. You know? (laughs) And so I, I think I want to just mention that because, um, for those of us who had plans or, you know, we're sort of in process and now feel like we've sort of been kicked to the side of the road and are having a hard time, like getting back into things. I just want to say that is part of this process. You know, do-overs really can start anywhere.
0: Absolutely. I mean, hello. Speaking of timing, I had worked with a book coach and had a proposal for an edit your life book that was literally finished and started, started mm-hmm. sending it out five days before everything shut down. Like my timing could, Yeah. My timing. It was the week that our school shut down. And so like my timing could not have been it, the timing couldn't have been more ridiculous, but mm-hmm. other good things have happened. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. 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 So Let's Asha, look- why don't you jump in? I would love to hear your first thought of this episode. Sounds great. So
1: I, well, I guess the first thing I would start with is by sort of framing this whole thought process at the, in a way that has helped me. And that is instead of thinking of starting from scratch, reframe it as starting again. Um, I think that starting from scratch sometimes seems so daunting. It also seems like, oh my gosh, you know, almost like you've built something and then it has been ruined. Whereas starting again is something that we do throughout our lives. You know, I mean, life just isn't linear. And I think that These last, you know, however many months has really shown us that in a pretty stark way that, you know, we control less than we think. And it's accepting that life is full of new starts. Starting again, changing course is really the first step to finding peace with this change. Mm -hmm. So understanding that um, this isn't failure uh, when you when you start uh, when you need to start again. It's really a chance to course correct.
0: Absolutely. And isn't it interesting? Just, you know, I'm a word nerd. So the idea that just tweaking a word or two, so you're talking about changing your language from starting from scratch to starting again. And what a big deal that that shift is with just a couple of words. It's crazy. Doesn't it feel so different? It does feel different. It does. Absolutely. Well, I actually, the first thing I want to share is kind of related to that, but we will get to that after a quick break. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell?
3: Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs)
0: Okay, friends, we are back and we're talking about embracing do-overs and I want to tag along onto what Asha started talking about or was talking about before the break. And I want to recommend another reframe, which is to reframe lost, I'm using air quotes, sweat equity in terms of money and time lost and thinking of it as learning equity. So the reason This is really top of mind for me is because I think switching careers, moving from neuroscience to the internet (laughs) is probably one of my biggest examples of a do-over. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it is something people ask me about all the time in terms of, whoa, don't you regret all those years that you wasted in academics now that you're not using it anymore? Or do you regret not You know, earning like a ridiculously low salary, stuff like that, and I always say, absolutely not, because I just believe that, I truly believe that everything I learned in my career as an academic has served me in some way in this new career. So, I mean, sure, would I like to have had a little more in the bank? (laughs) I probably could have earned much better money, you know, with a job than other than academia in those years, early years, but. I don't regret the experience at all because I learned so much so much about myself, about how to work, about how to become scrappy and efficient. So it's such a it's such a temptation to really think of that time as lost and it's not lost at all.
1: Oh Mike, thank you for saying this. I mean, I feel like this is this is a conversation, you know, to have with your older children, even your younger children. You know, too many people are using that lost word. It's a lost year. It's a lost school year. I would argue that many of us, children included, have learned more from this last year mm. in very mm-hmm. painful ways. I mean, you know, but but there there is going to be some piece of this that will carry them through the rest of their lives. And I think that is um that is at the core of this notion of starting again. Absolutely. You know, that life is this weird serpentine um, experience that we like to try to impose our, you know, straight lines on, but it just never works that way. And Mm -hmm. this, this, this is absolutely, absolutely just the truth of the capital T.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Thanks for saying that. Um, All right. So my next tip is to think about activity over identity. And by that, what I mean is, I mean, I think we all do this. We say things like, uh, you know, I'm not a runner or I'm not a I'm an extrovert or I am a person who this or I am a person who that or I'm not a person who does things. That's one's identity. But the fact is that a lot of the things we think of as identity is really just behavior things we do. So if we think I do instead of I am, there's a lot more room to change And, you know, the core of you, who you are really doesn't have to change much at all. I mean, hopefully it does. I mean, hopefully it grows throughout your life, you know, and you're open to new information as it comes to you and new uh, ways of seeing the world. But your behavior, the stuff you do every day, your habits, your, you know, just the way that you approach things that can change as much as you want, whenever you want. You really can make small and big changes in your life. You Mm -hmm. can do that. And um, I have to say, I was just listening to a podcast the other day that I want to point out in this regard. It was a wonderful episode of Kelly Corrigan's podcast called Kelly Corrigan Wonders, which is one of my favorite podcasts really right now. And she had a whole conversation with Wanda Holland Green about the concept of personal agency, basically, you know, what you can do with your own life and your own personal power and she really talks about this and delves into this more. I'm going to link this up in the show notes, and I really suggest that you listen to it for a different take on, you know,
0: what you have in your basically sphere of influence. So interesting. I love all mm-hmm. these big picture reframes. They're they're mm-hmm. totally fascinating and really necessary. I remember when we were writing Minimalist par- Parenting, Asha, and we kept talking about how there are these big picture reframes you need to make in order for all the little actions to stick. And Mm -hmm. I really think that's what's happening here at this, Mm -hmm. with these ideas. Mm -hmm. So to that effect, I actually have another, (laughs) another reframe. This is very unusual for me, but I want to, and I hope people will just hear me out because this first part, you know, could, could conjure an eye roll, but I really want people to remember that really and truly sometimes things happen for a reason. That's the potential eye roll part. But the other part of it is as in your original idea may not have actually had the right legs for the moment, or maybe you were actually meant to do something else. And so I had mentioned at the beginning of the episode how I had written with professional support this book proposal. I thought it was pretty great. It was for an edit your life book. And then timing didn't was terrible. And who knows what else may have been terrible. I don't know. But I let go of that officially at the beginning of this year and started to put my intention and attention into writing major, I wanted one byline, one for 2021. And that intention has bloomed into something I did not even expect or see coming. And also the interesting thing is that now I feel like, okay, if I were to write a book in the future, it actually would be something completely different. So I have like a nugget, I have an idea, but, and I'm not doing anything right now to officially pursue that at the moment, but Mm -hmm. given the context of what has happened in our world over the last stretch of time, it's not a pandemic book, but um, I just have a totally different lens on what life would look like if I wrote another book. So Mm -hmm. it was a sort of long painful, but also totally fascinating journey (laughs) over the last year and a half with this writing situation. So I just want to encourage people that sometimes really things do happen for a reason.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I appreciate your sharing that story. And I, I, I have come to the sobering sort of place of of understanding that that you know the pain that goes along with this struggle with certain changes like this you talked about this being a a long painful sort of experience this book experience that pain just really clarifies things you know and um i'm never gonna silver lining any of this stuff what i will say is that um joy and pain um sometimes um in ways that feel out of proportion with each other are part of a full and uh, most like part of a happy life, part of a full life. And um, that's part of the human experience. And so that's just, that's just a big part of it. So Mm -hmm. I, it is amazing the opportunities that can come. It's been pretty awesome to watch you, like show up with, you know, CNN and Boston Globe, I got to say, Christine, that has been a real thrill for me. Oh, so exciting. S- you you are the most supportive friend. I mean, it's but it's really exciting because I often say that, like, you know, I, I want more people to, like, listen to Christine Coe. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and uh, and I just think you have. Anyway, it's been really a wonderful thing. I'm so thrilled that your writing has gone that direction.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: All righty. Well, My next tip is to, in some ways, lean on an old saw that we have talked about a million trillion times, but might sort of land differently in this conversation, which is to trust that small tweaks lead to big changes over time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think maybe in like podcast number one or two or three, I don't know. We've been talking about baby steps forever. We talked about baby steps in minimalist parenting. The phrase baby steps can sometimes, you know, Like at a certain point, we've heard it so many times, it could fly over our heads. The fact is, it's really easy to say, oh, if you want to make a change, just take a tiny part of that and start there. It's really easy to say that, but it's actually really hard to do, even though the baby steps themselves are really easy to do. I mean, I don't know. Is anyone hearing me here? I have a hard time actually (laughs) taking baby steps. I just want to jump in with both feet and then I get overwhelmed. It's hard to discipline myself to just say, all right, like discipline myself to break this down into small steps and then put it on a either a calendar or some sort of schedule and actually do it. So but I I just want to say it again, because maybe I'm saying it to myself. The fact is that these small tweaks really can lead to huge changes. And here's where I'm going to recommend another book. I've talked about it before, and that is the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think that is one of the best books out there on habit change and behavior change and how to integrate um, lasting habits into your life. Again, I will link that up in the show notes. We always link everything in the show notes.
0: Yes. Well, you know how I feel about the small steps, so I don't even need to go into it.
1: (laughs) Well, you're just really, I mean, the thing is like I'm good at thinking about the small steps and the big steps. You're good at doing the small steps. And that's, that's the thing. Like, it's one thing to, you know, come up with the list of steps. It's another thing to start at step number one and go. And I think that's what I'm talking about here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting too, because it's funny. John always refers to me as like the multi-business owner, entrepreneur type person with no business plan. And it's really true. (laughs) I think I tend to just identify what the thing is. The first primary actions. And then I just go, I don't even Mm -hmm. really think about it, which, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for for good or for bad. There there are good and bad things about that. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. um, Okay. Well, we have more to discuss. We will do that after a quick break.
3: If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.
4: We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because, let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Hello, friends. We're back and we're finishing up our episode on embracing do-overs. And here at this tail end, my last tip of this episode is a really important one, and that is to forgive yourself for past choices. Now, note I did not say past mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, usually when we make decisions. We don't know their mistakes until later. I mean, obviously, we're trying to make the best decisions we can with whatever's going on in our life at the time. And the fact is, we all make mistakes. We all mess up. I mean, we all like seriously screw up. You know what I'm saying here? And I think this the whole point of this episode is that we can choose differently next time. Mm -hmm. You know, we can adjust. We can you know, we that's not to say that we just breeze past things that have actually hurt people or done damage. We can acknowledge what what we've done. We can apologize. We can learn, you know, and we can do better next time. But the point is that that is part of the process and we can forgive ourselves for those choices that we made and we can do something different every single day that we wake up. So Mm -hmm. that's just something I want to remind you about. If you're If you find yourself saying, gosh, if only I had, or why did I spend so many years doing dot, dot, dot? I mean, this is a time, sometimes this is, this can be a time of introspection and that's hard to face, but it's just part of that serpentine path that we were talking about earlier. It's part of all of our lives. So you can forgive yourself for that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And actually my last point is related to that. and. It is uh, more of a big picture thing, which is that I really recommend that people, as you're embracing do-overs, to remember that that embracing of the moment and the moment of change operates hand-in-hand with letting go, letting go of bad feelings, letting go of the sweat equity thing I talked about earlier. And that letting go important work is so tremendously important. So my encouragement is to, Think about do-overs as a gift instead of failure. It's a gift to yourself to get you on a path to where you want to go. It's kind of a gift to your spirit to think, okay, you know, it's okay to change and to let go of something that I invested time in, and now I'm going to do a new thing. And that's, it sounds really simple and it is kind of simple, but it's so powerful.
1: Mm, It is. And it's a gift to the people around you too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that when um, when you demonstrate, I would say, the courage to consider something new, even if it's just a small behavior, you open that possibility up for all the people around you who are, you know, holding back. Also, probably feeling pretty scared of change, you know, afraid of change, change, change represents beginning, but it also represents an ending. And that's what you're talking about when you say letting go, Christine. And And, you know, when you operate in that place um, and you make those steps, you really do inspire others in ways you probably will never even see.
0: Absolutely. And I think you're, you will be also, it's funny where I thought you were originally going when you said, said how it'll impact people around you is I think obviously when you're living in, uh, I'm sort of eye rolling saying this, but you know, a more authentic self, um, Uh I think that shines through in a lot of different ways and in your, probably in your daily mood and how you're operating in the world. And that also just has a residual good impact. So lots Mm -hmm. of good things. Mm. Oh, Asha, this has been delightful. I would love to hear what your next edit is for this episode. All right.
1: So my next edit is, it goes back to what I was talking about when I was saying to focus on behavior instead of identity. And that is, To notice the next time you say something like, I'm this kind of person or I'm not that kind of person. So, for example, I'm disorganized or um, I'm not a person who's into exercise or whatever. Ask yourself, you know, just in a gentle way, is that really, really true or is it just a description of your past behavior? And um, can that change? Do you want it to change? These are just questions to ask yourself. There are no right or wrong answers. Um, But It's just a way to uh, take a little time and be curious about yourself. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Lovely. What about you? Mine is to identify something you want to pursue, little, big, whatever, and then three small actions that you could take to start to get there. And the thing that I'm thinking specifically about with those actions are, the reason I I love doing this kind of exercise is, one- Sometimes you'll realize that really those small actions really are very small (laughs) and and really doable. And two, perhaps there's an opportunity in one of those actions to ask for help from somebody you love and trust who could help you further your path to where you want to get. And I think that is a real powerful relationship builder.
3: Hmm.
1: Absolutely. I just had one of those the other day and I'm really excited to follow up on it. Mm, Yeah, I ran into a neighbor who I realized could talk to me about this, some of these new pivot ideas I have. And it was like, oh my gosh, let's sit down and have some tea and talk about it. And he was like, let's do it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes serendipity hands you those things. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Wonderful, folks. Okay. Well, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com.
0: And we always love hearing your thoughts and questions. You can chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at edityourlifeshow or send us an email at edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about us. Thanks for listening.